if you care about your country, if you're concerned with the direction America is headed, if you're concerned that we live in a society where you're not allowed to question where the virus came from, if you're sick and tired of all this shit, then guess what? There's a reason why you're listening to me right now. We left a trail of breadcrumbs like Mexican Morpheus, red tamal, blue tamal. Thank you for choosing the red tamal. Welcome to RPT. The way it works here is we are protected by a subscription business model. What you do is you go to patreon.com forward slash red pill tamales. You sign up for the price of a cup of coffee and you get multiple podcast shows. Rob, tell them what they get. Every Monday you get a chingo chat, which is the non-political version of red pill tamales. Uh, it's not political-ish. Mm-hmm. On Wednesdays, there's a public episode on iTunes, Spotify, everywhere you get your shows. And on Friday is a bonus RPT that you get exclusively on Patreon only. And in the future, we are working on more programming for the rest of the week so that you can have five days a week, non-stop chingo bling RPT. That's right, Puro Pinche RPT. So we are syndicated. We're broadcasting everywhere. Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts. Spread the word. But if you want the whole enchilada, if you want to dig deeper, if you want the entire episodes, the exclusive content, head on over to patreon.com forward slash red pill tamales. This show is great because of the audience, the Tamal Intelligence Agency. All right. So you've come to the right place. Do it now. Take action. Sign up patreon.com forward slash red pill tamales all right so check it out yo if you're like us and you want to get more books read but can't always find the damn time to sit your ass down and read an actual book then try audible we partner with audible to give you members of the tia the tia and all our podcast listeners a free book is yours to keep forever and a 30-day trial of their audible premium plus package no contract you can cancel anytime, and they'll give you a reminder when your trial is about to end. Here's all you got to do. A couple steps. Click the link in the show notes below, or just go to audibletrial.com forward slash red pill tamales. Click on Audible Premium Plus, put your info, browse what book you want, and get your free book. Uh, let us know what you got. Why'd you, why'd you get that book, and what'd you think about it? We'll talk about it on the show. Sass. Right now, I want you to get ready for the Masa Messiah, the Tamale Kingpin. You know where I'm going with this? El Rey del Foreplay. I'm all, hey, I'm already not comfortable. The Versace Mariachi. What? All the way from Houston, Texas. Chingo Bling. I think we owe a great debt of gratitude to science. Science has in many ways helped ease uh, the suffering of this pandemic, uh, which was more than likely caused by science. (laughs) So, and that's kind of, hold on a second. No, 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 no. Listen, listen. I'll, it's I'll, coffee. I wouldn't I'm, do that. To you. I wouldn't for, do that to you. I'm so what, what do you? Takes, but what do you? What, 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 what do you mean by that? Do you mean like well, so this was, perhaps was, there's, there's a chance that this was created in a lab? There's an investigation. A chance? Well, but I so, I, 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 oh I, my if God. there's evidence, I'd love to hear. It. There's I just don't a know. novel respiratory coronavirus overtaking Wuhan, China. What do we do? Oh, you know who we could ask? The Wuhan novel respiratory coronavirus lab. The disease. <laughs> 
is the same name as the lab. That's just, that's just a little too weird, don't you think? And then they I, ask I, those scientists, they're like, how did this... So wait a minute, you work at the Wuhan Respiratory Coronavirus Lab. How did this happen? And they're like, mm, a pangolin kissed a turtle. <laughs> and you're like, no, I, you, you, the wait, name wait, of your lab... Wait. If you look at the name, look at the name. Can I... Let me see your business card. Show me your business card. Oh, I work at the coronavirus lab in Wuhan. Oh, because there's a coronavirus loose in Wuhan. How did that happen? Maybe a bat flew into the cloaca of a turkey and then it sneezed into my chili and now we all have coronavirus. Like, come on. Okay, wait, okay, a, wait, a, okay. wait a second. Wait a what second. about this? What about wait this? Listen to this. Wait a second. He's so off script oh, right now. John. Oh my God. Oh my God. There's been an outbreak of chocolatey goodness near Hershey, Pennsylvania. What do you think happened? Like, oh, I don't know. Maybe a steam shovel made it with a cocoa bean. Or it's the chocolate factory. Maybe that's it. That could be. That could be. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the goat, John Stewart, exposing the mainstream narratives on this Cuck. What's his name? Colbert? Yeah, Stephen Colbert. Ladies and gentlemen, this is RPT season number six, episode 62. It is June 16th, 2021. I am Chingo Bling, the Tamale King, the King of the Spices, El Mero, Mero, Ghetto Vaquero, El Rey de Four Play, the Versace Mariachi, all that. Producer Rob in the building. What's up, everybody? The man that put it Come all together. On, man. Makes it all happen, That's man. Right. That was our cold open. Uh, John Stewart is the GOAT. We're going to get to that in a minute. Um, I, I want to tell y'all about how my weekend went. But first, I am a stand-up comedian, and we got bills to pay. <laughs> it is a freedom of speech tour. They're like freedom rallies, full of laughs. You do not want to miss this, ladies and gentlemen. Get your tickets now. Freedom of speech tour. Go to chingobling.com, click tour dates, and you will see that we are headed to Ontario, California, July 14th. Oxnard, Califas, July 15th. Bring it on back. Waco, Texas, July 16th. Midland, Texas, July 17th. That's four cities, four days in a row, two different states. Oh, wow. August 11th, Irvine, California. August 18th, San Jose, California. Denver, Colorado, August 27th through the 29th. Shout out to Denver. Then bring it on back home. El Paso, Texas, September 9th through the 11th. Brea, California, back out west, September 15th. Back to Texas, Addison, Texas. October 7th through the 10th, San Antonio, October 14th through the 16th, H-Town, Texas, November 5th through the 7th. It is the Freedom of Speech Tour. I am Chingo Bling. This is Red Pill Tamales, where we try to let y'all know, man, keep your head on the swivel. Don't fall for the okie doke. The mainstream media narrative is not always the truth. Yeah. Um, Every time I post, you know, patriotic photos, anything that's like pro-America, America first, me with an American flag, people like to get triggered. You know, raza, especially Mexicans, man. They, they've, I was one of them, man. I was one of them, like, brainwashed, trying to think like we're Mexico first and shit. When right. Mexico didn't, don't give a fuck about us, we go over there, they call us pochos. Right, yeah. None, none of that stuff applies to us. They look at us like, boy, you ain't even from here. So... I always get hit with the questions of, oh, they'll post an old picture, like me holding the Mexican flag, or like they can't deport us all shirt, and they'll be like, what happened to this guy? It's like, I'm 41. I'm a parent. We live in America. We got kids. 
you know, right now they're catching all kind of people from India and Brazil coming through the open border, you know, the border crisis that Kamala and Joe started, bringing in all kind of different variants. And let's not forget, they sacrificed our whole economy, Rob, mm-hmm. our whole economy. I mean, everybody from Las Vegas, you know, not Miami, Miami didn't shut down, but like they sacrificed our economy in the name of safety and health, you know, because we're in a pandemic. Meanwhile, we got a wide open border. You got all kind of, you know, fighting age dudes coming through, you know, getting scooped up by gangs. Yeah. Getting spread out throughout the country. Cartel setting up shot right up the street from you. And our leaders are flying over the problem, going to Guatemala to take four billion hard earned American tax dollars. That is the situation we living in, man. That's one hell of a way to start the show. First that cold open, and then just hitting him with the hard truth. Yeah, I, I, you know, let me know when we can get into the John Stewart clip. But um, shout out to Sam Tripoli, XG, Eddie Bravo, um, the whole Tinfoil Hat crew was in Houston. Mm-hmm. We gave them a warm welcome. Uh, they went to check out. I mean, no, I'm talking about warm. I mean, humid welcome. <laughs> they went to check out NASA. Damn. Oh, they did? Yeah, they were just amazed by our weather. Mm. You know, this beautiful Gulf Coast, Bayou City, steam, swamp. It's more swamp than D.C. Um, But, you know, a lot of love, man. They showed us a lot of love. They allowed me the chance to go up there and be part of one of their, um, it it was called Swarm Tank. First ever. First ever Swarm Tank. Yeah. So we initiated, we de-virginized the concept of Swarm Tank, which is genius, if you ask me. It's kind of like a Shark Tank type setup where you have a panel. Yeah, Eddie Bravo up there, XG, uh, a cat named Reed from Austin, myself, Sam Tripoli. And uh, people from the audience get to come up and, I guess, pitch a conspiracy theory. Right. And they just kind of go in. It kind of got off. It, it was getting off to a weird start when uh, one dude started getting real weird about some like old ancient Jewish books. And the stuff. Talmud. Yeah, I don't know nothing about that. Um, so that was Friday, right? So I went mm-hmm. to the Friday one. I was supposed to go on Saturday originally. Shout out Gabe, you know, invited me. He had an extra ticket. And I was like, yeah, man. Uh, but I had family things Saturday. And it just so happened that like the day before, you were like, hey, Sam, so let's roll by on Friday. I was like, cool, I get to see you go up there. And if you're already a fan of the Tinfoil Hat podcast, you know they were going to do this for the first time in Houston. And uh, it was it was like a first... It was like a like a trial run, right? But it mm-hmm. went really, really well, with mm-hmm. the exception of that cat you're talking about. Yeah, but you and know, even then, it, it was memorable. It even, was very memorable. He meant well, but goddamn, he that that kid that went up there, he needs to work on listening. Yeah, but go on. No, well, they told him that for the next I don't know eight minutes that he was up there. Probably you're supposed to have like a minute, you know, and maybe two. And he even was up f- there, even from the audience, he wouldn't be quiet. No, he, he was kept. Yeah, that's from the and when Kennedy, uh, yeah, the space landing. Da, 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 it's like, bro. Yeah, and Eddie Bravo's in the middle of one of his crazy rants, and he says something out loud, and Sam's like, "Yeah, punch up Eddie Bravo's story. Will you shut up?" Yeah, it was funny, but yeah. he was just super excited, you know, and pretty drunk probably. Yeah, and he said and he something was, else. He said it was a white belt. Uh, white, ju- yeah, white belt jiu-jitsu. And he was like, "Eddie, I love you, man." He's like. Uh, a white belt never looks me in the eyes. Yeah, white belts aren't, <laughs> yeah, white belts aren't supposed to look Eddie Bravo in the eyes, which is hilarious and also kind of true. Uh, man, I don't know about that because I'm a white belt. <laughs> I went to about three or four classes. Uh, my babysitter, you know, Penny's babysitter, would clown me like, Hey, el karate, ¿qué pasó? ¿Qué pasó con el karate? And I'm like, it's jujitsu, first of all. That's funny. It's not karate, second of all. 
Dude, I've been to more 10th Planet seminars. Two of them were Eddie was actually instructing and didn't actually even take them because I was doing stuff with the Jitsu podcast and we would just be doing interviews or we'd be podcasting or whatever. And I never actually sat through a seminar. But when Eddie speaks about jujitsu, it's like you would think Christ himself was talking about wow. whatever. Like they hang on every single word. It's fun though. He makes it really interesting. He's yeah, a, he, he's a master. Legend, yeah. <clears throat> but anyway... But you, dude, you missed my stand-up set because the next day, Saturday. Yeah, so Friday you only did, you didn't do stand-up, right? No, because I, I, I only went to the 9 p.m. I didn't go to the 7 p.m. Okay, I was late as fuck, Houston traffic, construction, and I get there, and as I'm walking in, Chico, please, I was like, well, fuck, I walked in at the perfect time, because you let me in the door, mm-hmm. and then you're like, hey, come over here, or I'm over here, and then you walk up, cool intro, everybody was super stoked, and then they start the swarm tank, that was fun, and then we hung out for a bit, but then Saturday, you only did stand-up and didn't do the swarm tank. Yes, so tell us about man that, that was fun uh i was a little nervous because i'm like man i don't want to like they already had a handful of openers and a host and i was like dude i don't want to cramp nobody's style i'll mm-hmm. make sure to keep it tight but the, but sam triplett's like hey man you want to do some stand-up and i don't know if he knows um you know that i i really do stand up the level the level i, I really do stand up meaning like i tell you i I appreciate the art form so much. I, that's my jujitsu. Right. Like, that's yeah. Like I, I, I really, I respect it and I appreciate it and uh, I, I really love it. And um, anyway, he gave me. He's like, "Hey man, go up there, do about ten minutes." Went up there, did my shit. Pa 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 pa. You know, out the gate, talking shit. And uh, I got off stage. Eddie Bravo. Like, Eddie Bravo's like, "Dude, fucking funny, dude. That's funny." That's just like him Sam Tripoli's like, "Dude, you're fucking good, dude. You're funny." I'm like, "Hey, man, don't let this Texas yeah. shit fool you. Don't think you know Comedy Store, L.A., this and that. You come over here and you fucking with some lames, bro. Yeah. yeah. Like this, the new Hollywood. You know what I mean, dude? And they always reference, you know, the Laugh Stop and uh, the whatever the other other room was. What was it? The one that was uh, done improv. What are you talking about? Who? The, like when Rogan and Callan or some of these oh, people here in, here in Houston, yeah. yeah, it was a laugh stop, right? That was in River Oaks. I think that was the name of and it. And then there was another one that I can't remember what it was called. Where uh, Juan Villarreal was playing, uh, joke joint, joke joint was mm-hmm. that one? But it was he was called something else. Anyway, they always reference those two old rooms, like maybe like late nineties ish, early two thousands. They don't really reference this city as like a scene yet or in a while. They, so. They're gonna find out. Yeah, they keep you know, the more time out of town or spend in texas hmm. austin has its own scene and i know that because you know i'm a nationally touring comedian however the host a guy named reed from austin he's like he's like bro you're fucking good man he's like you need to they need to see you in austin you need to hit austin you need to hit austin and at first i'm like i've been going to austin for years whether it was music or whatever the, the pulga whatever it is grassroots and um and i'm thinking like Austin's nothing new to me. Like, I've been going to Austin. Mm-hmm. But then I thought about it. I was like, oh, he's probably means you need these white people to see you. Yeah. Meaning, like, you need to hit these other little rooms and, and hit them with your flavor, uh, your style. Um, I don't know. Yeah. But, 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 it was, but it was great, man. I had fun. I hit him with 10 minutes. Pop, 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 pop. Sas, 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 por detrás. And got great feedback. A lot of people after the show, like, yo, man, you were funny, man. What's your name? Or like, yo, uh, I haven't heard from you in years. Or like, I used to bump your music in eighth grade. Yeah. Like, random across the spectrum. Like, yo, you're from my old neighborhood. Or just tons of feedback. Yo, when are you doing another show? Hey, we'll be at the Improv in November. But anyway, shout out to Tim Four Hat. I will be a guest on Tim Four Hat Podcast coming up in a couple weeks. Uh, we're scheduling that out. Be on the lookout for them. Uh, they're popping, they're blowing up, spread the word. A um, lot of good podcasts out there to tune in. And shout out to all the new listeners we have because I've been telling people, hey, I got a podcast too. 
Because a lot of people were coming up to me saying, Chingo, I didn't know you were into conspiracy yep. theories. Friday and I'm like, night. Friday night. And this is where it gets interesting. And I'm like, um, they told me that Saturday too. Like, dude, I didn't know you were into conspiracy theories. And I'm like, um, I have a, poli- a political podcast. And I told Rob, I was like, Rob, everyone's like surprised to see me here because they didn't know I was into conspiracy theories. And Rob says, well, you know, the politics shit we talk about is considered conspiracy to a lot of people. Yeah, for sure. To people that only tune in to Rachel Maddow, CNN, whatever, CNN, and they think that the lab leak theory ain't really a thing. They think these were the cleanest elections of all time. They think Demi Lovato don't got brain damage and gender <laughs> dysmorphia. Uh, you know, they think China's a friend and an ally. They think our government is here to help us. They're not listening in to everything. They think big tech's on our side. They think LeBron James is, is a stand-up guy that cares about all social issues. They yeah, don't, they, they think don't... NPR isn't biased in any way. Yeah, so get your head out your ass and uh So, so Chingo's like, uh, yeah, Red Belt Tamales, and you know, go ahead and subscribe on iTunes or, or Spotify. And they would whip their phones out and they'd, they'd sign like, up right there. Got it, man. Cool. Yeah. So that was fun. Yeah, so I've been spreading the word. Shout out to all the new listeners. Um, like I was saying earlier, people ask like, dude, what happened to you? Where's this, where's all this American flag shit coming from? Or what's all this America first? Or all of a sudden you want to be patriotic. And this rapper from, um, from California named King Lil G, uh, I posted a, a, a meme that said, um, it said, uh, when you come to Texas, you're going to hear country music. You're going to see the flag. And, you know, basically it's about Jesus. And you yeah. know what I mean? We America first. And, um, he he came commented like a, 150 Mexican flag emojis like yeah. and of course a whole bunch of rasas like yeah this fool knows what's up chingo's a sellout like this guy knows what's up you know 150 Mexican flags okay and I was just like that's what's up primo thanks for the love uh, but it's America first <laughs> <laughs> I, I said no I said I love Mexico don't yeah. get me wrong those are my roots ain't nothing like Mexican food I love being Mexican I love Mexico Mexico's the shit. But it's America first. Yeah, it's just the way it is. Don't get it twisted, homeboy. Yeah, I, I've never understood the the whole, that, everything you talked about before that, like, we're in the United States, we're in America, we're in Texas, one of the most U.S. states in the whole country, right? And people will get upset or triggered when you express your patriotism. Yeah, you, how dare you drink out of a U.S. state or U.S. country mug, man? You're triggering so many people right now. You got to turn up these days, bro, because as we just saw in that clip with Jon Stewart and uh, Colbert. Mm-hmm. Colbert's such a cuck. He's such a mainstream, useful idiot. Like, <laughs> John Stewart is the GOAT. He went up there and broke it down. Like, get your head out of your ass. Don't be like the movie Idiocracy. Like, don't fall for the okie doke. Don't listen. Like, And a very vocal Democrat at that. Man, hey, man, look here. There is a thing called Jexit. Mm-hmm. All right? A lot of Jewish folk been voting Democrat just as long as Mexicans yeah. have and blacks and everybody else. And they not really having it. Like, you can't piss on us and tell us it's rain. All right, DeSantis. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, you can't piss on my leg and tell me it's rain. It's like he's playing with some nice set of tits every time he does that. You know, uh, you can't come over here and ask for vaccine <laughs> proof. But it, John Stewart is such a goat yeah. because as a comedian, as a humorist, as somebody who who uh, uh, does social commentary. Someone, you know, a good comedian is going to sometimes hold up a mirror to society and show you how fucking stupid you are. That entire, uh, whatever it was, interview, you know? Did you see the whole thing? No. It's like maybe 10 minutes long-ish. 
he's he was masterfully navigating the waters of he knows what show he's on mm-hmm. who the audience is what the network is but he just like he did in that cold open he would set it up and then hit him with this at a left field perfect just beautifully the entire time beautiful it's, it's as if you know people say so he's playing four or five d chess that's exactly what he's doing beautiful and then at the end gives him a hug he's like i love you man like we're friends i love you but there's no way i'm not gonna say this yeah he's on the right side of history you know that man in my eyes man he's a patriot he's a hell of a comedian because he's telling it like it is, just like us. We're not going to sit here and be like Eva Longoria and you know who else. Yeah. Talking about, <laughs> but no, we're just, we fucking pushed Kamala and Biden down your throat and now shit's hitting the fan and now you want to sit there and be quiet and you ain't posting no more. Yeah. Come on, Eva, stand by, own it, defend Kamala or call it out for what it is. Yeah, and even if it have to turn, even if you have to turn it on yourself and say like, ah, I was kind of you know misled, or I was mistaken, or I was a little uh, naive, like I did. Yeah, I, I had Trump derangement syndrome. I couldn't stand Trump in the beginning because I believed CNN. I thought CNN was credible. I thought the mainstream media narrative was true. Yeah, and I thought everything else was bullshit. And then you start to see now more than ever, there's a list of things Trump was saying, and instead of saying, well, you know, we'll look into it. That's his opinion. He, he says hydroxychloroquine works, or he says it might have come from a lab. And No, the mainstream media was hell-bent trying to frame him day in, day out, saying, oh, he cleared out peaceful protesters with his Gestapo, and he sprayed American citizens trying to exercise their First Amendment right. No, the fact of the matter was those people had burned down a historic church. They were already like, uh, what's the word, penetrating the perimeter of the White House, the Trump family had to get taken down to a nuclear bunker. And these people were not peaceful protesters. And the fact of the matter is they were scheduled to be cleared out for, I think they had to put up some new barricades, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So those people got cleared out for other reasons. The media, which be lying, they be lying, that's all they do. They flipped it and framed it as, Trump and his Gestapo out here uh, gassing innocent American citizens just so he could have a photo op. And that was the story for over a year. And it took a third party independent researcher, whoever, to ask the cops what happened, D.C. police, who all was involved, why did they move him? And they got to the bottom of it. Meanwhile, they done framed this man as the fucking Hitler Everybody that's patriotic is a white supremacist all of a sudden. And the sad state of affairs is you have Mexican-Americans who, unfortunately, have been brainwashed to think that, Orale, how dare you vote Republican? Those are mostly white, this and that. Like, bitch, who you think these white liberals are? Yeah. These white liberals don't care about you, bro. They just too busy trying to brainwash your kids, telling them that they're victims, teaching them that critical race theory, saying... Everything is white supremacist, including this country, including the Constitution. So if you're in the military and you took an oath to defend the Constitution, newsflash, you defend in a racist document. And it's like, it's Marxist. We don't need that in our military. We don't need that in our schools. And people need to wake the fuck up. 
Yeah, I'm on a on a mission to, and I'll, we've talked about this for a hot minute, right? Is to read certain books and read certain stuff. Again, if you want a, a free book on Audible and a 30 day trial, it's uh, audibletrial.com forward slash Red Belt Demolish. Pick any book you want. Um, I haven't finished uh, the one that I'd gotten originally, but I really want to read the Federalist Papers next because mm-hmm. I never really read it. I've just read bits and pieces of it, but it's basically the the book that was written by you know three of the founding fathers about the Constitution itself and kind of break down the whole checks and balances and how can we as people govern ourselves in a, in a real democracy, right? And it kind of lays it all out of how it's supposed to work. And as you read it, I'm sure we're going to see how it's it's dwindled for years, you know, with money and corruption and all that kind of stuff. But just to understand, like, the, the foundation of the best country to ever exist, period, would be pretty cool to know. Yep. One book that is on my list is uh, Unrestricted Warfare, where it's basically, uh, if I'm not mistaken, it was like Chinese gov- um, generals and colonels who basically came up with the blueprint, the game plan of how they were going to turn the West, you know, Western mm-hmm. society, whatever, communist, basically make everything red like them and how they were going to do it systematically, how they were going to take over our education, you know, buy off politicians, control our media, control the narrative and so on. So there's levels to this shit. I believe we are currently in an economic war bio war mm-hmm. information war and uh they buying up all types of property i heard china owns half of africa uh they have a lot of influence in venezuela i mean they're just even here even yeah. here in our educational system and all that but you know it's considered racist to say anything bad anything bad about criticizing not not the beautiful chinese people not the beautiful country of china you know that's beautiful society for thousands of years but a hundred years ago these thugs yeah. took, took over which is the ccp it's one party it's one communist party and during mao they came in and turned the kids against the parents mm-hmm. they did a something called a cultural a marxist cultural marxist revolution which is kind of similar to what we're witnessing today and sam Tripoli himself kind of went on uh, that little bit of a rant and made some really solid points and you know, people were totally, obviously they're his fans, but they seem to have get it, to get it, right? Yeah, some did. I I was like, okay. You're raising your hand like you're I was in class. Like, Bro, can, can I go off that? Yeah, like, <laughs> w- because be, this is this is what I wanted to say. I know that it was a conspiracy, quote unquote, show. Yeah. But what he was saying was not conspiracy. And I wanted to emphasize to everybody, like, hey, I know y'all like to have fun researching Bigfoot and aliens or whatever whatever you care Loch about. Ness. Yeah. I know all that's fun. Yeah. But what he's saying is at our doorstep right now. Like, right the fuck now. And it's not even about conservative versus liberal or, you know, globalist versus nationalist. Yes, it is. It's not really, you know, red versus blue. Yeah. Yes and no. But people need to take heed to the way he was framing the situation. He was like, dude, it's these fucking rich college kids that are pushing this fucking socialist communist bullshit because they know that when when the dust settles, they'll still be on top and they've been brainwashing these liberal universities and they're going around, you know, acting like they're on the right side of history and they really marching for George, George Floyd and all this. But really, they're just useful idiots mm-hmm. um, pushing <laughs> a communist agenda. Yeah, they're just they're, bad ideas. They're pawns. You know, and the whole, at the higher education and the professors and the people who go to school, it's it's always 
baffles, not baffles me, but it's just interesting that you have the academic types, right? The academic types that let's just say never actually went out into the real world, owned a business, you know, worked an actual job or had a career for a while before going into politics or staying in academia will argue with people, the common folk, let's call us, you know, the regulars, maybe the, the, the at-home philosophers about their ideas and, and just say that no, and they usually side with the left anyway, as it is. Mm-hmm. So that whole side just wants to indoctrinate those kids, you know, our kids, our whatever, friends and family that are going to school in a way that you just, to them, it's irrefutable. Like, this is what it is. If you go against what we're saying, mm-hmm. you're wrong. You're mm-hmm. part of the problem. Mm-hmm. And just wait and see what's going to happen. And they're just like building their army on this, you know, this side of, you know, one world government maybe, or things need to be, everything needs to be free and take things away from the rich and blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, I guess if you're young, that definitely sounds attractive, right? Like the have nots want from the haves and what better way than to just take it or destroy the system. But then you also have, it's one thing to have haves and haves nots, have nots, but then you also have like an aristocracy, something that our founding fathers wanted to get away from. So you have, for example, I mean, I don't know how much taxes Amazon pays. I think it's like next to nothing. Um, But I believe, I'm not an economist, but if I'm not mistaken, the nationalist populist movement, the Make America Great Again, you know, America First movement, which was like Trump's economic blueprint, Mm -hmm. what he was trying to do, which he got it to where your wages were worth more, like everything was strong. It was like the greatest economy ever. And um, so you have the haves and the have-nots, but you don't want to have that 1% not pay their fair share yeah. because now you just squeeze in the middle class. And I heard somebody say that the reason that it seems like the middle class is under attack is, it, it, I know who it was, it was the Polish preacher from Canada okay. who happens to be on tour right now, uh, you know, spreading the word in America. Um, it's called the FEC like organization, which is like uh, faith, education, and commerce. So basically what they saw was under attack in Canada. Okay. Anyway, so this, this Polish preacher, he knows what communism and Marxism looks like because he escaped all that in Poland. He also saw how in Canada it was getting pretty communist. Like they're shutting, he was getting $1,200 fines all every week for for feeding the poor, feeding the homeless, and doing stuff like that. So he basically said the reason they're squeezing the middle class is because the middle class has traveled. They see how other countries are. They might have the means to sue, sue back. Um, they might be educated enough to see what the fuck is going on. So his theory is you squeeze the middle class out first. You extinguish that so that you end up just having a master class and a slave class. Right. And y'all better wake the fuck up and thank y'all for tuning in to RPT. Speaking of taxes, I didn't put it on the list because I hadn't read into it much. But did you hear about the ProPublica release of documents? Who's, uh, who's ProPublica? All right. So I believe it's a nonprofit, uh, nonprofit organization. I just started reading about it yesterday. But so ProPublica is a nonprofit newsroom that investigates abuses of power. Uh, the Secret IRS Files is an ongoing reporting project. Uh, basically, the Secret IRS Files trove of never-before-seen records reveal how the wealthiest avoid income tax. So this is crazy. All right, we're talking from you know Soros, Bloomberg, you know Tesla, uh, what's his face, Elon, oh. and, and uh, Bezos. So it's a long, it's a long list of. I mean, literally, just real quick. So at a glance, as we're both looking at it, Warren Buffett. They're talking about the growth of their uh, of their wealth, not just 
through the pandemic, but over the last, I think, whatever, 10 or 20 years. Wealth transfer. Uh, the total taxes paid and the true tax rate based off of the total wealth. So just wealth growth for uh, Buffett would have been, and I forgot the years. It was a certain time span of window, right? Let's just say 10, maybe 20 years. $24.3 billion. Total income reported $125 million. Total taxes paid $23.7 million for a true tax rate of only 0.10% that he's paid of his actual wealth. wealth. Point one. Yeah, basically. And it goes on, you know, Bezos, Bloomberg, same thing. Um, I don't know a lot about it. Like I said, I just started reading it yesterday. Maybe we can both dig into it and, and have more to talk about. I heard about that. And what's in, an interesting take I heard on it is, who was it? Was it uh, was it FBI director Christopher Ray? I can't remember who it was that their, their fucking take on this was, we're going to get to the bottom as to who leaked these documents. Like, their biggest concern was, hey, 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 y'all can't be finding out what the aristocracy, the ruling elite, is really paying. Well, it was fucking Mitch McConnell, our, you know, I guess now Senate. Oh, was it him that said Yeah, it? yeah, oh, it said Senate, uh, Senate Minority Leader, I guess now, uh, Mitch McConnell, said that. It's wh- whoever leaked these should be caught and thrown in jail, basically. Mm-hmm. All right, so let me just read this little excerpt from from this uh, ProBelvica.org uh thing he didn't say the ruling elite needs to pay their fair share (laughs) (laughs) it's uh it's a completely different picture for middle-class americans for example wage earners in the in their early 40s that would be chingo uh and and friends who have amassed a typical amount of wealth for people their age from 2014 to 2018 such households saw their net worth expand about sixty-five thousand dollars after taxes on average mostly due to the rise in value of their homes, but because their vast bulk of their earnings were salaries, their tax bills were almost as much, nearly 62000 over the past f- five years. So you would see an increase in your asset, you know, wealth or your overall wealth, but also see just the same amount of taxes that you're paying based off your salaries. Mm-hmm. So anyway, you know, and again, I don't know how to, what to make of all that. I'm not an economist. I do like talking about it and reading about it, but I know people on the right are like, yeah, and, and I'm, I agree that you should, everyone should try to avoid paying as many taxes as possible. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just the name of the game. No one's trying to run to the IRS and say, let me pay you more. Mm-hmm. Let me pay you as much as possible. That's not what we're trying to do. Mm-hmm. But I understand when you get to these kinds of numbers, how in the hell, when you have $24 billion, you're paying 0.1% of that in taxes, whereas the average, you know, middle-class person's paying a shit ton compared to what they bring at home. And they're telling y'all that the biggest uh, issue is global warming and uh, white supremacy. <laughs> you had to take it back to that. White supremacy, y'all. The kukui, the boogeyman. Um, yeah. That, th- these are the times we living in, bro. They got us divided, and we not really paying attention to the real shit. No, yeah. And to keep going off what we're talking about, instead of worrying about you know, Russia dropping the American dollar and China wanting to do the same and trying to get rid of uh, the, the dollar as the, the reserve currency, we're worried about this stuff here. And I'm not saying the stuff here isn't important, but it's just, it's like by design that what we're being inundated with every day, whether it's the fruity uh, fucking Kellogg's ba- box, what was it? The pride box, mm. you know, mm-hmm. fruity pebbles. I didn't mean gay, but whatever. <laughs> um, or whatever, the Nickelodeon, you know, their ratings are crashing because they keep pushing this, you know, ML, BLM stuff to, to toddlers to toddlers the, the, <laughs> the super you know super gay parade and kids you know they have a, a four-year-old showing them how to twerk or you know showing them how to pop their they got kids out there at the uh the parade yeah all that shit i can't even form my words about it because it's also dumb to me 
Uh, and this is the stuff we're talking about that I think is like super important that most people just don't know about and also don't want to hear about. Sam, Sam Tripoli, man, he killed it. He has a joke where he says like, he says something like, um, you know, he talks about the gay, the pride parades. And then he says, now these motherfuckers are putting together straight parades, straight pride parades. He's like, and if you ask me, that's pretty fucking gay. <laughs> Dude, um, not to talk in circles, but when Sam Tripoli comes to your town, make sure you go check him out because he, he's a master at stand-up. Mm-hmm. The, the social commentary and the topics that he was touching in a masterful way, it's like when you have a knot and, and the, the masseuse is having to hit that fucking knot to clear it out or whatever. He was touching topics like George Floyd. He's like, dude, I, I love George Floyd, man. That motherfucker could party. He's like, he was on fentanyl and methamphetamines. That's like, you want to go really, really fast while you going slow. And I never thought about that. I knew about the toxicology report, but I, I guess I'm not into drugs like that. Sure. So I was like, oh shit, he's right. That's like a speed bar. Like he's doing, he was on an upper and a downer at the same damn time. Yeah. Not to mention they had him by the tailpipe with the carbon monoxide. Not to mention he had heart issues and he just got over COVID and the dude was leaning on him and he's on hot concrete. Like it's a fucking stew yeah. of problemas. For sure. Um, But anyway, he was touching on some topics like, oh my God. Y'all got to go see him, dude. Yeah, you're Y'all just like giving to... away all of his No, I mean, you know, not everybody listens to RPT is going to go to his thing, but <laughs> he pointed at a black dude in the crowd. He's like, dude, anything, if anything's ever going wrong, just say you can't breathe, man. These white liberals going to back up off you. <laughs> you're going to get out of anything. Um, obviously, it's like touchy subjects and things are uncomfortable. And that's what makes it so good. Yeah. Because I started looking at my material. Like, bro, you pussyfooting. You're not even really hitting the knots. You're not hitting the knots of society. Like, the things that need to be massaged out, Mm -hmm. the things that are really under attack, meaning, you know, they'll cancel you. Like, comedians are scared to some, you know, Schultz and certain Tim Dillon, they're probably still very edgy. But a lot of them, you know, look at Tony Hinchcliffe. Like, oh, got to watch what you say. So, uh definitely highly recommend it and that's why i told him man he was trying to chunk me some some money i was like bro you made me laugh dude that's actually really cool to hear you say because if anybody's seen by the way the, the you talking about the not thing just reminds me of eddie bravo if you're there on friday so oh, yeah, yeah. yeah mugami mugami yeah eddie was on another level he did that story in the stand-up format oh, okay the next day and uh it hit harder um like, it was really funny. He's like, Mugami. <laughs> He's like, I started thinking about how old is this bitch? <laughs> if you were there on Friday, you get it. But, yeah, it was uh, great. It was great. You know, if you haven't seen a Chingo Blink show, which you should, I'm, I'd be surprised if you haven't, if you're listening to the podcast. A lot of people haven't. I know, but if you're listening to this, I'm sure you, most of you have seen a show, right? Your, 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 your stand-up always kills. Like, for and this is of, of no disrespect, for somebody who doesn't get the opportunity to go up a lot, you know, to practice it in front of crowds, it always seems so damn polished, right? So maybe that's just that's just your way of you're, you're able to craft it, you're able to deliver it, you're able to uh, convey the points, convince, you know, hypnotize the whole thing without being those L.A. East Coast West Coast comics that are like, I'm at the cellar, I'm at the comedy store, then I'm at Gotham, then I'm yeah, here, yeah. you know, all in I'm one in a, night. I'm in a cab. I'm, I did. I just did four sets. Exactly. I got eight more to go. You're like, I'm lucky if I get once or twice a week, you know, or something yeah, like if that, that. If know. that, mm-hmm. on most weeks. But um, and then to have you see them and say, man, my my stuff, you know, I could go deeper. I could peel back the onion a little bit more. It's pretty cool. Like that's, it's, I guess, comedic growth. Yeah, no, Sam Tripoli, man. It's like, oh shit, this motherfucker went in. Yeah. He, he at one point, he was even like, uh, I'm really fucking crushing right now. <laughs> oh, and then 
he, dude, he made some people, I don't know if they didn't know what show they walked into. He made some people so uncomfortable because he was going in that like four people just like, I'm out. Yo, like fucking got yeah. up like white liberals uh, that probably didn't want to get caught on camera. That reminds me. So after the shows, we went to the other little room next door, the bar. What do they call it? The bar? Uh, the box. The box. Mm-hmm. Yeah, something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's like a, another like room they have there. <clears throat> Attached to it, right? Mm-hmm. And we we caught the last two or three minutes of Sam's set after yeah. the swarm tank, right? Right in front. And I forgot what, what kind of material he was doing. It was some kind of gay stuff, I yeah, think, yeah, right? about the parade. About the parades and all that. He's like, they're, they're celebrating anal. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was funny, right? I find that kind of shit hilarious. There was a dime piece of a dimey dime sitting right in front with her dude. and she, Dime piece of a dimey dime? Dime piece of a dimey dime. God damn. This bitch was... Fine. <clears throat> okay. So fine. I'm losing my voice. Uh, and she didn't even crack a smirk. Like she didn't think. And, and that's when, Sam, as he was getting off, he's like, "Some of you, I can see, you didn't find my set very funny. The rest of you, I appreciate it." But she didn't even. She just looked. She wasn't even not a not a fucking reaction. Well, you got to remember, Rob. And this is anybody that's attempting to do stand up or public speaking or whatever. There's a percentage of society. That does not have a sense of humor. Mm -hmm. Like there is a percentage of society that doesn't understand jokes. Yeah, totally. Sometimes, and don't let it throw you off. If anybody's tuning in, y'all do stand up. Don't let it throw you off. If there's somebody that's just fucking just staring at you. Yeah. It happens. Yeah, There's there's a small percentage of society that's not going to fucking... They don't even know what's going on. I know one person in my life, she's a really good friend's girlfriend, and then we'll get back to our mm-hmm. topics here, mm-hmm. who does not, she genuinely doesn't like comedy. She doesn't like stand-up. She doesn't, mm. she, just, she doesn't get the art form of people trying to make people laugh. Some people don't like music. Some people are like, I don't see what's so cool about it. Yeah, it's so bizarre to me, but we're all wired differently. It makes, takes a whole bunch of different kind of people to make this world go around, and I get it, mm-hmm. but that is just so bizarre. Yeah, that's bizarre to me. Like, for you not to appreciate music or laughing like when i was coming up as a kid man we used to watch like get locos would be on tv comic uh comic view have you ever seen that comic view that was before my time but i do remember well it was on bt it was on bt they'd have all these comedians go up there now i know they paid them like peanuts but um you'd see like some more bruce bruce earthquake I mean, you might see like... Um, Is that a Bernie Mac time? Yes. Like, you know, oh, then you had Def Comedy Jam. You might see Chris Tucker, Martin Lawrence. You know, and uh, some people may not know, like, I get more influence from like a Bernie Mac or an Earthquake than I will out of some Latino comics. Right. No offense to Latino comics. You know, just like with music, I might say I like Lil Boosie. I may not like some of this Cholo stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, what I, mean? totally. I, I didn't understand the OD samples. And hey, I'm from Texas. I'm from Houston. We over here by Louisiana. Like, you know, we 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 in the South, and and we get a little vibe from everywhere. From everywhere. Like, I love the Bay Area sound. And anyway, that's more of a Chingo Chats type of. Combo. That is. We yeah. We need to pick that up on the Chingo Chat because I also wanted to bring up Jelly Roll was on Brian Callen and Steve Burns podcast, and that's uh, awesome. He was. He's so good. He's great. I've only heard him once, and he was on the Fighter and the Kid, or no King of the, King of Sting with you uh-huh. and Brendan. But he went even deeper into that whole story about what influenced him in uh, music, you know, being uh-huh. Southern rap. And he's like, 
Pimp C's basically like his idol, right? What? Yeah, dude. Oh, we got so much in common. He goes into this deep, deep combo oh, about UGK, oh, you know, Pimp C. He's like, that's what he goes. When I heard Pimp C spitting and then realized he was also the one singing and harmonizing, I was and like, making oh. the beats. He's like, oh, I, I, this is what I have to do, you know? And making the beats, dude. It was, it was fucking cool. It was really cool. I got Bobby by the pound, Whitney yeah. by the key. And DJ Screw by the gallon, bitch, the game belongs to me. Uh, I can tell the recorder on some music right now. I got a pocket full of stone. Man, come on, dog. That's yeah. the goat. But yeah, I believe that show is behind a paywall on Patreon as well. Support Brian Callen because he's still, you know, feeling the repercussions of cancel culture. Um, he does Conspiracy Social Club with Sham Tripoli. He does uh, Big and Hungry with uh, Steve Byrne. He does Bookless Book Club on there. It's worth your five dollars or whatever. Wow. Yeah. How many different shows does he have on there? Three, I believe. Okay. Yeah. See, that's what I'm saying. Right now we have. Two, two, yeah. right? So, we're, we'd love to hear some ideas on what what other kind of shows uh, you guys would like. So let's talk about Fox Twenty Six local Houston reporter Ivory Hecker. Yeah, I, I follow her now. On yeah, Instagram. yeah. So you, uh, my friend Brianda mm-hmm. Marisol was on her podcast. Remember mm-hmm. earlier this year, she had Ivory on just before she had Marisol on. Mm. So she was talking about, you know, the working in, in as, as a journalist and whatever, whatever. So I was hoping that she had some kind of scoop of what, what would be coming out, and she didn't. Um, but mm. Project Veritas is supposed to be releasing that video, I believe, today. Whatever. Uh, yeah, I can't wait to yeah, tune whatever in. Yeah, whatever info. It might be up now as we're recording this, but I don't know what it is. I just I thought it was really interesting. She's from Houston. It's going to make some kind of a big splash. I'm interested to see what kind of shit fox 26 houston you know is, is making reporters hush hush on mm. or like somebody said in the crowd at the triple show like uh where's the harvey money i think somebody I, I i think i said that no somebody in the crowd said that oh somebody else said it too oh okay. no maybe that was you yeah i was like i got a conspiracy theory what happened to the harvey oh money? yeah chingo said it and somebody a couple of people in the crowd were like yeah good question for yeah. a good point yeah let's talk about some fucking real shit but anyway well i guess we'll follow up on friday's episode hey, it's a democrat democrat run city bro corruption runs deep yeah <laughs> forensic audits okay so we shall see what ivory hecker is talking about uh jeffrey tubin and his uh wee wee returned to cnn so what what's the what's the deal with that i didn't i didn't really look into that too too much did you watch the video i saw like when they're like so you were caught masturbating on a yeah. zoom call yeah and you're back <laughs> and he's like yeah i'm sorry it was dumb i didn't even pull i didn't even pull the clip just because i'm sure everybody saw it by now it was just such a dumb it was so awkward it was so weird like, I forgot that this guy even existed because he's been gone for a year almost or maybe more. And now he's just back and he's talking about it on CNN and I'm watching it on, I actually watched it on TV, not the clip. And I'm just like, I'm looking around like, am I in the Truman Show? Right? Like, what is going on? And they're just having this open conversation about him jerking it. You know, I didn't think I was on camera, you know, and it's like, did you just think they could hear you instead? Or? Oh, wow. Weird, man. Yeah, I didn't watch that, man. So um, there was a cruise that uh, everybody was fully jabbed. Yeah. And two people caught the COVID. Yeah. While on board, or they brought it on board? No, on board. They were, so they, they caught it on yeah. board. Yeah. And I believe after they, uh, what do you, docked, departed, whatever, they they stayed on. So basically, the jab don't work. <laughs> hey, man, you're not allowed to say that, man. What? Hey, what? Come on, man. Come on, man. Bro. Gonna get us crowded. Um, so, I mean, hey, I'm, I don't know. I'm a human. <laughs> I have a brain. I have thoughts. And I'm trying to understand this story. So there was a cruise ship. Yeah. Everybody was fully jabbed. Yep. Two motherfuckers called the vid. What do you make of that? If you were, like, let's just say this happened this morning. You, you get your, what newspaper did you used to get every morning? I used to get USA Today. USA Today, that's what I thought. Then you I, open up. And I remember they're leftists. <laughs> Actually, I think that was reported on USA Today. But you open up USA Today, and that's the first headline you read. What does Shingo Blink say? 
What goes through your mind? Now? Based off everything we've talked about on the show. I mean, part of it is like, how good is the reporting on this? Number one. Number two, what's the source? Number three, uh, how is it being framed? You know what I'm saying? Like, what's the headline? And I also wonder, like, how they find out. Like, they were showing symptoms and they have a nurse on a cruise ship or something. That's a good question. I wonder if it's one of those things, like, when you fly out of town, like, let's just say if you flew to Canada, you would have to get tested when you landed, tested when you come back, tested before you leave, before you get on the plane, I think, right? Because aren't they, I don't know if they're requiring a I'm negative not, test. I'm not looking forward to traveling, but, but go on. No, well, yeah, I mean, yeah, we could probably talk about that. But, and then when you come back, or before you get off the plane, or before you leave Canada, rather, you would have to test before you come back to the country, especially if you're going country to country. And if that, if maybe the boat's the same way, like if you're on a boat or a cruise and you go wherever the fuck in the ocean, you come back, like, well, we got to test you. And then you test positive. You're like, what the fuck? We're all vaccinated. Like, what happens? What happened? I have no idea. I, I can't even wrap my, rain, wrap, wrap my brain around that rap, shit. Wrap, I mean, and it goes back to we got a wide open border, bro. They bringing variants in, not to mention fentanyl, and they, they trafficking women and kids. So everybody that asks me, what happened to the, uh, the old chingo? They can't deport us all chingo. I cannot promote something that enriches the cartels, weakens our country, and they shut us down over a pandemic, but now all of a sudden it's okay. So, oh, you know who just hit me up right now? Who that? As, uh, as we're recording this, uh, Warriors for Ranchers. Oh, shit. I'm traveling this week. Sorry for the late response. I've been in Montana, very limited cellular service. I'll be in Tampa the 16th to the 21st, speaking at a conference we can plan for the week after. Perfect. Cool. Can't wait to talk about, uh, talk to some of the folks that own properties down there on the border who are having to fit the bill when they're, um, you know, people that are migrating through, they leaving mochilas and gall- empty gallons and shoes and just random objects. And where these cattle ranchers, where their cattle goes to graze, they end up chewing on somebody's book bag or something, fucks up the cow. And it's un pinche desmadre. You know, mm-hmm. they tearing up the fences and the... And the so now who's going to fit the bill? The federal government is not backing them up. Right. Governor uh, Abbott says we're going to have to build our own wall. That's going to be more tax dollars from Texans. Mm-hmm. But what else are we supposed to do? You know what I mean? And people ain't really paying attention. People. All right. Look, if your take on the border crisis is it's been happening, nothing's new. Get your head out of your ass and wake the fuck up because it's never been happening like this. Everything about it is different. Everything about it is different. Who's coming? Why? How many? Who's bringing them? What they bringing? All that shit is different. You can't tell me that, oh man, it's been happening for hundreds, you know, decades. Was there fentanyl decades ago? Was there a fucking opioid crisis decades ago? Was human trafficking at an all-time high decades ago? Was the cartel always involved in human smuggling decades ago? You know what I'm saying? Did we just have the border under control? People say, well, what do you want them to do, Chingo? Do what Trump was doing. Trump, what Trump had going on was working. The numbers were down. He had to work around Congress. Look, man, if you're new to the show, <laughs> just go back and listen to the old shit. Because every, all the members of the TIA, the Tamal Intelligence Agency, they're already up on game. They're already up to speed. Right. They already know what's going on. So if you have that opinion of nothing's new, it's never going to change, there's nothing we could do, Kamala's right to go attack the root. You're a fucking dumbass. Just sit at the kids' table, 
you're not allowed at the adults' table. You know at Thanksgiving when they put the kids' table out mm-hmm. and y'all can go play over there. That's where <laughs> you can go eat your fucking mac and cheese and your mashed potatoes and your turkey. Over there. The adults need to fucking talk about this shit. So, Chuck Schumer, bitch ass, refers to mentally ill kids as, re- as uh, they are worried. <laughs> Did you w- when did this video? happen? Yesterday. And why? Where? They caught him on tape? No, he was on a podcast. I think he was on some low-level podcast. Let's just, I don't know, say that it was some kind of local New York show, maybe. I have the clip, actually. Let's, Somebody let's already put it on YouTube. This was from yesterday, from what the date says. I don't know how old the episode is, but the video came out yesterday, and it's starting to kind of make its rounds. Um, tell me what you're saying, because only, only Chuck Schumer could get away with something like this. Yeah, Dem- Democrats get away with everything. What a terrible dude. Mamon. And this initiative actually will house the homeless population that is actually living on our streets. We see them every day. Yes. We're about to yes. house them. And they're again, it's it. It's, it, it's unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, it's, I, I, find, I have found that my whole career. They wanted to build, a, uh, in when I first was assemblyman, mm-hmm. they wanted to build a, a congregate living place for retarded children. Mm. The whole neighborhood was against it. These are homeless kids. They just needed right. some help. We yeah. got it done. Took a- so you're not allowed to say that. Yeah, I mean, you're not. To, look, what's the what's the real word? What's the PC term? What's the PC term? Uh, that's a good question. Is it mentally handicapped? Okay. I, here's the thing. Here's the thing. This is just me. This is me speaking. This is Rob. Rob G. Not Jingo. It's still. It's still funny. All right. Mm-hmm. It's still. It should be allowed at the very least. He's the kind of guy that will go after somebody on the right mm-hmm. who says that kind of stuff. Try yeah. to discredit them. Try to ban them. Try to cancel them. Yeah, frame them as as bigots. All that mm-hmm. stuff. Not yeah. saying that you should do that to him because I think it should just be allowed to be said. He's in a, doing an interview. That's what he said. Maybe he didn't mean to. Maybe, he didn't even slow down though. Honestly, he just yeah. kept fucking going. But well, it, I can't stand him. So yeah. Well, and and we'll show it here and we'll listen to it here. But nothing's gonna happen to the guy. Um, before we get into the the following stories, um, I think a big one is the whistleblower from the Wuhan lab. Now, YouTube might, I don't know, YouTube won't like this, but um, Dr. Lee Min Yang, she came to America. She defected is the word. She defected from over there, was working in those labs. She knew the deal. She knew the genetic code of, of the virus, what it matched, who all was involved making it. She came over here. When she landed, she met up with the FBI um, because, uh, what's his name, Matt Gates was, was pressing FBI Director Chris Ray about the situation. Basically, back in 2020, I think it was like April of 2020, she met with the FBI. She's like, hey, I got some info for y'all. Here's my phone. Here's my WhatsApp messages. It's all in there. It's going to tell you where the shit really came from it ain't no bat soup don't nobody even eat bat soup she was saying like we, we don't eat that shit going on and on and on and uh it turns out that fbi director chris ray who some would argue isn't really doing a good job you know some would say corrupt some would say bought and paid for uh compromised i mean i don't know what you want to call it but you know you would think our intelligence agencies would be up on game they might want to say yo this is a scientist from over there. She's got some info. Let's get to the bottom of it. Instead, they had a little meeting for a couple hours. They took her phone and they didn't really take her serious. And they tried to blow it off as, well, we don't know if she's um, bringing us disinformation. Like she might be controlled opposition. She might be a spy. 
So they ignored her. They did nothing with the information. Meanwhile, the American people are trying to figure out where this shit come from. What do we do? How do we fix it? She had a lot of info that could have helped in terms of national security, you know, State Department, the Pentagon, the White House, everybody in the situation room, in the war room, could have addressed this situation differently if they would have paid attention to her. And then I think a couple months later, I think they had another follow-up meeting, but nothing came out of it. And this lady is risking possibly her life, yeah. defecting from China, calling out, you know, CCP, etc. And he, this dude, Christopher Ray, man, he needs to be fired. I don't know what the hell. Like, what do you make of that, Rob? How you call that? Dude, it's almost like it goes back to what uh, John Stewart was saying about like, yeah, you gotta you gotta call it what it is. Yeah, you gotta like, call it what it is. Stop being fucking PC, man. Yeah, and that's the simplest way to put it. And no one seems to be doing that. It's like, I, again, this sounds super conspiratorial, but anybody that's talking about these stories or these headlines have all been told, similar to what this whistleblower here in Houston, I guess, may be discussing or, or releasing. Um, there, there's a narrative. They they muzzle these reporters. They, mm. they muzzle these people. And if you want your fucking job, if you want to keep making a living, you're going to do what we say. And that's just what it sounds like. It's like, we're just going to brush all this under the rug and keep pushing this narrative so that what? So that, it's actually trying to fill in the blank. So that what? So that people stop thinking critically, so that like uh, the world can keep moving on, and we so that we don't so that we don't offend China, so that we don't get into more CCP, yeah, more uh, hot water with them or with Putin. I don't know. I don't know why it's so hell bent on pushing these stupid narratives, these false narratives. Everybody knows where it came from. Trump told us where it came from, and the mainstream media just tried to frame him. I'm going to be in a club just like this. With my tinfoil hat and sipping some uh, coffee out of an American flag mug. Man, that's funny. But that's the world we're living in, ladies and gentlemen. They tried to get the word out about medicines and treatments. Uh, He tried to mention the thing about UV light treatment and things that they were working on. Instead, they say, oh, he's talking about drinking bleach because he said the word disinfectant. Um, So many people have, have... you know, fall into the fake news is very unfortunate. Uh, your intelligence agencies, it seems like they're not really trying to do their job. They too busy worrying about these people that were trespassing on one six at the Capitol. That's what they worried about. They, they worried about going to arrest grandma, taking the SWAT team yeah. uh, at dawn, kicking down doors, harassing people who were out there, you know, mostly peaceful. <laughs> so, Let's find out who them people were that, that, that went in there first dressed in all black, that were bust in. Speaking of, uh, well, just news, uh, at Informant Anthony mm-hmm. posts, with California now reopened, Newsom to announce electronic version of vaccine proof this week. It's in quote, this is not a passport. It's not a requirement. It's just the ability to have an electronic version of that paper version. So when I go travel and tour California... Am I going to be required? Dude, let me tell you something, bro. XG told me, because I was like, hey, man, how's it in Cali? Blah, blah. He's like, bro, he said, at the comedy store 
in order to go up in there and perform and what have you, you got to show your fucking papeles. You got to show your vaccination papers. And mm. I'm like, say it ain't so. Damn. I was like, are you telling me that the Shore family, Polly Shore's family that owns it, I was like, are you telling me that they're that radical leftists over there? Like, they're on some fuck, fuck your privacy, your health privacy, and your freedom. Like, they're... They want you to produce your papers. This is a Jewish family, too. Mm -hmm. They want you to produce your papers. And he's like, well, bro, over there, like, you'll just get, uh, like, you have to fall in line. If not culturally, society, they, they look at you sideways like, oh, well, it looks like the comedy store are Nazis mm -hmm. because they're not asking for vaccination proof. So I don't know where the, fu <laughs> the future of stand-up comedy and touring and air travel and going to different states but if you are not aware of how a blue state operates and how a red state operates, you might want to pay attention. All yeah. right? We have friends in Vegas, and I was really blown away. I asked um, our homegirls, like, hey, so how is it in Vegas? You know, are the shows back and running? Are things open? She's like, yeah, finally, things are starting to open up. They're having the shows again. And I was like, how could your governor, how could they have sacrificed y'all's entire industry like y'all's economy it's based on tourism it's based on shows it's based on gambling and entertainment how why and she says yeah i don't know and i was like is it a is it a blue state is it a democratic governor she's like oh i don't know i don't really pay attention to that and i was like let me look it up for you because i'm willing to bet he's democrat yeah and i blew her mind when i'm like see that's how they roll you know, that's how their governors roll. They stick to the playbook. Meanwhile, you got DeSantis in Florida and Spring Break. And, spring Break. Spring Break, the beach. Yeah. It's all open. Their economy's good. Um, so, yeah, peep game. If you have not paid attention. I know I never used to really pay attention because 2020 hadn't happened yet. <laughs> yeah, man. 2020 going to let you know. And it's one of those things where you have to wait. Not have to wait, but it, it, it just so happens that we all start to think a certain way when tragedy hits you know it, and until then i don't know if it's just human nature or crisis, yeah, yeah any kind of crisis we start changing our tunes about a lot of things and it's unfortunate but maybe it's just a part of you know the human evolution because we all want to run away from pain and run towards pleasure and when things are good and there's nothing but pleasure around you really aren't paying attention to things that could cause you pain yeah, like when a, a freeze happens or, or now they're telling us. Oh, yeah, fucking ERCOT sending out these emails like, hey, Texans, we, heat waves coming. It's going to be 118 degrees. Yeah, put your, put your thermostat on 78. Yeah. Because, you know, too many y'all running up y'all's AC. Bruh. That shit, it's 69. Da cabrona, uh, Christopher Sign, he is the ABC News reporter who broke the story of the 2016 tarmac meeting between Bill Clinton and then Attorney General Loretta Lynch. He was found dead of an apparent, air quotes, suicide. So some would argue that the Clinton body count has gone up uh, because this all stems from Attorney General Loretta Lynch was going to investigate Hillary mm -hmm. and the Benghazi thing, mm -hmm. right? Which was what? Uh, I honestly don't even remember. It was. It had to do with those emails. This was that that tarmac meeting, from what I remember, because I didn't look into it. I just saw it yesterday. Uh, that tarmac meeting was, I think, days before Hillary Clinton was supposed to be uh, not prosecuted, but some kind of I don't know verdict or investigation decision was supposed to be made. And then nothing happened. And then nothing happened. Hmm. Basically, Bill went on that plane with that bag 
Either they threatened her or they gave her some money. That bag or that D. I don't know. I'm just saying. We're speculating here. You know, Bill, man. Bill loves to, as Joey Diaz says, uh, what does he say? Uh, sling dick and hand out bubblegum or some shit like that. He's all out of bubblegum. <laughs> He's all out of bubblegum. Christopher Sign, man. Some would say he got suicided. I don't know. That's a tinfoil hat type of uh, situation. We don't know if the... Str- he said he was getting a lot of death threats. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, like credit cards hacked, bank accounts hacked. And even like his family, they had to have code words mm-hmm. and, and, and protocols for certain shit. That sounds very, very, very stressful. Um, he also released a book. So I don't know. I don't know, man. Maybe they just fucking broke his spirit, broke his mind to i don't know it's possible well all we can do is speculate it's one of those things where it's like you you have no idea where to go with that other than this is what happened and let's just all say i guess it's just coincidence another number in the uh in the fucking i guess line of uh other suicides supposedly man supposedly there's been a whole bunch (laughs) that's been a lot Uh, we need to probably pull up a list and you know why you want to get on that list i don't know i don't want to be on that list i don't pull up no list but you know just curious like man how many people on that you know clinton body countless nuts dude how many young people young like young relatively young to them committing suicide or just dying how many people can be around a family and have that happen to them before people start to question why are so many young ish people because they gangsters bro they thugs straight up straight up gangster shit right there yeah they need jesus yeah uh guitar legend eric clapton suffers nerve damage to his hands after getting a second jab yeah there's a instagram video on it i didn't pull it up but it's just him talking like openly talking about i didn't know this he's kind of i guess more conservative or has been for a long time talking about all kinds of things and i just typed in eric clapton uh jab and you get all these articles about ah are you surprised that eric clapton's running around spitting disinformation or his conspiracies blah blah blah. and it's literally like just you can swipe now that you when you google something because i duck duck go it and then you google something and on google you'll see the list that you can now swipe through of articles and it's all just mm. misinformation you know conspiracy theorist eric clapton typical big tech stuff yeah bots most powerful company in the world wow google alphabet you know youtube the whole thing um google's owned by what alphabet yeah it's that's like the, the parent company that's like the yeah i guess the main company alphabet hmm alphabet boys the alphabet boys i heard that uh when they were starting that company that uh i think the cia hollered at them or something like that they were like hey man what's up what you got over there we we need to chop it up yeah um jen briney who we've had on the show was on tinfoil hat and i'm not gonna lie i got a little upset with jen yeah because i'm gonna let you no no go ahead i'm gonna let you take over but they were talking about the origins of the virus and she was of the stance at the time where she's like, I it doesn't matter. I don't really care where it came from. We just need to da 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 da. And I'm like, we need to care where it came. Yeah, from. and that's that that notion right there. We've been talking about it for a while. People that just don't care where it came from, I don't. You're under- missing the point. Yeah, I don't understand not caring about where it came from. I can understand maybe that. Uh, shit, I don't even know. Maybe is it priority number one? Is it priority number two, three? It's like in the top three. But to not care and say it doesn't matter is completely yeah. Asinine. It totally shapes the narrative. Because, love you, Jen. <laughs> yeah, no, love you too, and we'd love to have you back. Uh, but we disagree on that point because it's totally going to shape the narrative too. Like if it had come from a Russian lab, maybe these leftists right. who heard about Russia, 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 Russia for four years or five years. Maybe they would have been more like, hey, is Putin trying to poison us? Yeah. Or if it had come from Mexico, maybe some of the media might be like, you see, you know, it's the Mexicans. 
You know, even the right, even Fox News or something might be like, see, that's why we need a secure border. Yeah. Or we need to tell AMLO he needs to own this shit and figure out and help us get to the bottom of it. Right. It totally is going to shape. And because it came from, you know, the CCP in China, you know, now you got, what's his name? Steven, what's his guy's name? Colbert. Who's that dude we just saw? Sign? No, the guy with um, John John Stewart. Stewart. Colbert, yeah. Him. Uh, we don't have evidence yeah, <laughs> yeah. bitch because they got you by the nuts that mean lebron can't say shit john cena can't say shit the nba can't say shit mainstream media can't say shit uh the minute trump and and dr peter navarro and, and uh mike pompeo was like we need to figure out where it came from what did fauci know yeah oh these guys are racist Mensos. Anyway, no. Jim Briney was Mensos. on tinfoil hat. No, the reason I brought it up because there was a, a bit in there where she was talking about how big tech and uh, basically government, Congress, have have a lot of like workings in in their legislation about what they say and how they say it or whatever. So I didn't know. I don't know a whole lot about that, but that's something maybe that you know we can look into and find some interesting dingleberries, as she calls it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she also made some points about how, and I think we've kind of touched on this a while back briefly how it's not just about the presidency like presidency is important but she was making some very solid points and reminders of how the president really at the end of the day ain't shit if you have a senate and a house that is working properly you know the president is basically just he's just the uh deliverer of laws and you know whatever Congress itself, which is why she dedicates her life to it, is what runs the country. You can't, you know, the power of the purse, the power of legislation, the power of these laws all go through those houses. They don't go through the president. Sure, I'm sure you could just do uh, uh, executive actions, right? Or what are they? Executive orders. Executive orders, but then you run out of those to a certain point before you're like, look, motherfucker, we're running like a dictator, which Biden's, he's, he's headed that direction. But he does have, uh, you know, the House on his side and most of the Senate or 50 50. But um, I guess we should all remember that, like as these uh, elections come up in 2022 to try to win more seats and Trump's been talking about it in those videos, like we're going to take the House back, we're going to take the Senate. Mm -hmm. That's how a lot of shit happens. That's how shit gets made. You know, it's not just the president. I know everybody's pissed about this and and with, you know, good reason, I think, as we're going to find out. But more of the audit stuff is going to be coming out too soon. Do you have some info on the audits? I don't yet. But I was was trying to take a piss break while you pull up. Oh, no, we're at at our time, man. China. (laughs) (laughs) We're at our time. Ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) <laughs> Chico's legs started moving so fast I knew I had to wrap up that I'm on straight caffeine so I gotta pee Thank you guys for tuning in I will see you on tour Also shout out to Shell Shock CBD Get 10% off promo code Chingo We have some TIA merch coming real soon To the ChingoBling.com store But we love you guys It's great to start doing shows Meeting you guys in person Spread the word RPT Puro pinche RPT a la verga Y'all take care Keep your head on the swivel. Peace.